Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I do a lot of my insurance stuff with him, including my home and my auto. I've been working with Eric for well over five years and I love working with him not only because he takes the time to ask the right questions but I also love the fact that he returns calls quickly emails quickly he treats me as if I am his only client and I absolutely love that his staff at Cook Insurance over 70 years of experience they know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy they are more about people than policy you need to go with Eric Cook at Cook Insurance go to their phone number, which is 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in our friend Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Broncos. How are you, Todd? Doing great. How are you? All right, you've been through a lot of bye weeks. Um, what do you think the feeling is in the locker room right now going into this game, knowing how their final game ended going into the bye? Um, I think they're hopeful to get the bad taste out of their mouth. Um, I think that's the frustrating part about a bye is that you have to wait two weeks before you can get that um, bad taste out your mouth or the loss out your mouth. Um, so I think they're hopeful going into this week to go in there and get a win. Did you find when you played that the bye week kind of allowed you enough time to kind of reflect and, re- and, and get a good mental reset? Because we were hearing from both Justin Simmons and Teddy Bridgewater today that they felt like it did give a chance for everybody to reset. For sure. Just taking a deep breath. Um, and not having to look at a playbook or look at um, an opposing offense, um, even if it's four or seven days or just a short period of time, it does give you a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air, uh, time to reset your mind and get ready for the second half of the season. Um, because, you know, from the start of training camp, it's been football 24-7 for those guys. So I'm sure they uh, have enjoyed the breather. Which type of quarterback skill set is more difficult to prepare for? a Jalen Hurts slash Lamar Jackson type or a Justin Herbert type? I, for me, I would say uh, Jalen Hurts because that puts more responsibility on me in tackling him when he gets out the pocket and making sure that we can route him. Um, but Justin Herbert is, you know, not to not to mess with. He's definitely a tough task, the way he can uh, swing the ball around the field and find many receivers throughout the course of the game. Um, he's a young kid, but he has a lot of talent, and so it'll be a good game for uh, the Denver Broncos second day. When you look at the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, very rarely do you have two Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks in the same division. 
If you go back in time, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, they were in the same division in the AFC East. Andrew and I were talking about it during the break. Right now, and maybe over the last 10, 20 years, the best combo in the same division, I know it's early, could be Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. What kind of uphill sledding is that? That's definitely a lot of uphill sledding. I mean, you talk about the greatest of all time. Um, you know, that's a they have a lot more work to do to get there. Um, I think Herbert a lot more than uh, Pat Mahomes, but they definitely um, can be um, two of the best to play the game. Um, just what they've shown in these first couple of years and what Herbert specifically has shown and how he's been able to play at such a high level and really lead and command that offense um, and put up some tremendous numbers. Um, he, he'll be a force to be reckoned with for a long time in the NFL. From what you've seen of Herbert, Obviously, he has some mobility. We saw Sunday he could uh, make a, a back-breaking play on the ground as well. But uh, what is the most dangerous aspect of Herbert from a defensive perspective? I feel like it's really his uh, ability to um, take big strikes down the field, and then I feel like he's very smart with the football. Um, I feel like a lot of times when you have a young gunslinger that make a lot of mistakes that put your team in bad situations, um, I feel like he's smart with the football. He can make all the throws, um, so you really can't count him out on, um, you know, busting your throw or uh, leaving somebody wide open. He's going to find them. He's going to make the right throw, um, and he's going to make you pay. We are talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ, joins us every Wednesday on the show. Uh, George Payton has talked a lot about core guys on this team, wants to keep around the core guys. He just shelled out a lot of money to Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. What kind of message does that send to the locker room when you have two guys who work hard, talented, well-liked, get contracts like that, and these are two guys you've played with? It's important for the locker room to see that um, that, and let them know that hard work pays off. Um, I know uh, during my time with the Broncos, um, there was quite a few times where guys were released and we didn't understand why, or guys that we felt had given so much to the team um, weren't on the team any longer. Um, so it's important for the team to see that if you come in, you work hard. It doesn't matter if you're a first-round draft pick or an undrafted free agent. You come in, you work hard. Um, you become one of our core guys and really put your body on the line for the team that will um, you know, pay you and make sure that you're well taken care of. I am guessing as an inside linebacker, you believe that your position group should be the highest-paid guys on the team, not the quarterback, but the inside linebackers. I get that. With that... Does I And I know the Broncos have the money to do it because if they didn't, they wouldn't. But does it make sense to make that type of investment into a pair of wide receivers that is such a dependent position on the quarterback? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think that uh, no matter who you have a wide at quarterback, you need some great wide receivers. Um, I feel like if you go out there and pick up Aaron Rodgers, like many of the reports, have been saying that they might this offseason, you're going to need some great um, wide receivers, um, you know, to pair with him. But if you don't get um, Aaron Rodgers and you have another quarterback, uh, no matter who it is, you're going to need some great wide receivers to help um, that quarterback out as well. So um, I think regardless which direction the Broncos go regarding their quarterback, um, they need great wide receivers um, in the building. Now, of course, you were with the team for both Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick when they first got here. Now, Cortland, second-round pick, no surprise that he blossoms into what he is. But when you 
saw Tim Patrick on the practice squad in 2017 and then getting some time in 2018. Did you see this sort of trajectory coming for him? I knew that he was a special player. Um, I think from the time that he got on the field, he just made plays. Um, he made a lot of great catches, a lot of um, balls that were 50-50. Um, he would come down with. It kind of reminded me of uh, you know when Shaq Barrett was here with the Broncos. Um, we didn't know exactly what Shaq would go on to do, but we knew that he was going to be phenomenal because every time he was out there on the field, it was forced fumbles and sacks and just big plays. So when guys come in and make big plays from the start of their career, um, you kind of figure that they'll be around for a, a good while. Todd, I would never ask you this question if you were playing for the team because as players you always think positively. But now that you are outside the locker room looking in and you see things, let's be honest, far more realistically than guys inside the locker room, when you found out that the Broncos reflects to the Sunday night game against the Chiefs, is there a part of you that looks at this Broncos team that has been incredibly inconsistent thinking, well, it's great that we're on national TV, but they could get embarrassed pretty quickly if they're not on. Uh, definitely. I feel like that was uh, my thought process because um, throughout the course of this season, the Broncos have been up and down. Some games they looked really good, and some games they um, haven't looked very good. Um, I feel like throughout the course of the season, they've had more games where you're kind of scratching your head thinking what's going on or what's the game plan more so than games that look like um, Sunday against the Cowboys. So, um, you know, it's a toss-up. We don't know who's going to show up to play versus the Chiefs. Hopefully it's the Broncos' best. Um, but it'll definitely be a good game to watch. How do you think the guys feel about playing on Sunday Night Football, the guys inside the locker room? Do you think anyone could possibly feel the way that you just expressed to us? Honestly, um, you know, on the team, were you playing on – uh, the nationally televised games, you're just so excited to be right. out there. You're hoping right. just to watch. Um, you really feel like it's a, every opportunity you have to play on a Sunday night or a Monday night, it's your chance to make your name known um, across the nation to really make a play and really make a splash. So I think that's what everybody will be focused on is, you know, going out and playing their best um, and letting the whole world see it. Now, there's the cliche, one game at a time, and we hear that over and over again. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Never. Where have, <laughs> you, have, you, where have you been? Todd, have you, ever heard, <laughs> have you ever heard the phrase, one game at a time? Because that's news to me. I might have heard it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're, when you're in the locker room, is it really that? Or when you, let, let's say like the Broncos, the next couple weeks, they have the Chargers at home, but then the Chiefs on the road. Is it kind of thinking in terms of, boy, we've got to take advantage of this home game because we know what is looming on the other side, a place that we haven't won since 2015? Yeah, I think it's. I think it is one game at a time as far as the mentality, um, but that doesn't mean you don't look ahead at your schedule. Um, you know, they think about one game and prepare for one team at a time, but um, I think you're prepared for a big whole entire season because once that schedule comes out, you kind of map out where you feel like the team may be, what games you feel like you definitely can win. Um, so in the back of your mind, you kind of have a map of the full season. So um, being able to go in there and get a win this week, I know it's, um, at home is very important to the team um, because, like you said, um, you know we haven't done too well in that Chiefs stadium for a little while. 
I've covered two Broncos games, and so has uh, so is Mace here. We covered actually the same games, two Broncos games on Thanksgiving. I'm not sure if you ever played a game on Thanksgiving. Uh, is that something, if you haven't, is that something you wanted to do? Or have you played on Thanksgiving and you didn't want to play on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I, I don't remember if I played on Thanksgiving. I know I played on Christmas. Um but I, but it's always fun being able to play. Like I said, it's another one of those nationally televised games. You know, everybody's gonna be sitting there with their turkey in hand and mashed potatoes and being able to watch um, you play. So it's definitely fun being able to play on the big holidays. Are you going to be watching football tomorrow, or are you going to be eating or doing something else? Oh, a combination of both. Yeah, probably watching football, eating. Um, you know, maybe take a a little nap because of how much I eat, and then wake up and watch more football. <laughs> what one thing can you absolutely not do without on a Thanksgiving Day table? Uh, ooh, I got a couple of them. My favorite. No, you can only pick uh, one. Don't 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 play that. <laughs> I got a couple. No, you can only pick one. You get a you get one draft pick, and this is it, kid. What's it going to be? All right, I'm picking. I'm picking yams with the number one overall pick. My sweet potato or yams um, have to be on the table for me to uh, come to your family dinner at Thanksgiving. That's a great choice. That's my choice as well. Like a, a few years ago, I was at with my wife's family up in Wisconsin for Thanksgiving and I was so just went up there briefly and came back and I was so disappointed that they didn't have sweet potatoes up there. I'm like, yeah, it's a must. It kind of it kind of completes the whole plate. That little bit of sweet with some brown sugar, some mm. marshmallows on there. Like, Ooh, you can't beat it. Yeah, my daughter says it's like getting dessert twice. Because you get dessert with your meal and you get the pie afterward. I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you this: if they did not have stuffing on the table, I'd head right to the liquor cabinet, and that would be that'd be my entire Thanksgiving Day feast, for lack of a better phrase. Tell us about the Davis Fund and all the good work you and your wife are doing. Yeah, so the Davis Fund, uh, you know, the real estate company I developed with my wife, um, and then we partner with my nonprofit called uh, Todd Davis A Plus Living. Um, and we do things in the community. We really want to promote um, kids um, to have an A-plus in life, to be able to know that you can achieve your dreams and um, you can reach for the reach for the stars, really. Um, and so we do a lot with the community, whether it's um, clothes, closets, and giving things away during the, um, during the school year. But what we've started doing lately is now um, working with um, the government and the city to be able to provide housing, uh, for low-income families or families in transition. Um, so that's what we're working on now, and we hope to be as much of a help as we can. And you're getting involved with Toys for Tots as we head into Christmas. How can people get involved with that? Yes, so this December 11th, I'll be working with the Marines at Toys for Tots, who do an amazing job every year providing toys and gifts for families uh, to feel great on this holiday season. So I'll be with them on December 11th, um, giving away toys, and uh, reaching out to some kids and families. I think we're supposed to help about three to 4,000 um, kids. Um, and then you can find the information on com or um, message us at davisinvesting at yahoo.com. If you want to get involved, if you want to help out, um, just give us a shout. Okay, rank these, things, rank these things in order of what you will be doing tomorrow. Eating, cooking, cleaning. Um, I will definitely be eating. Yep. My mom is here, so 
I'm, I'm not going to be doing any cooking. Mm-hmm. And then Come on, um, Todd. I have young children. Todd, do, do not say children. this on live radio that you are not going to clean. If you're going to be doing all the eating and, and your mom's cooking, please tell me you're cleaning. Yes, I'll do some cleaning, but I have some uh, young cousins coming up. And that was always my job uh-huh, right. as one of the younger right. cousins, that if right. you were – uh, if your older cousins were told mm-hmm. to clean, that means you had to clean. So right. I definitely will be passing on some duties to my younger cousins. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I'm surprised you didn't say, I need to show all my younger cousins what football's about, about. So we're going to sit in front of the TV and watch, and I was going to explain it to them, and that's going to be my good deed for the day instead of cleaning. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds good, too. That's what I figured. <laughs> hey, Todd, hope you and Zena have a happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you next Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving, Todd. Perfect, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. See you, man. All right, coming up after the break, we are going to talk about Thanksgiving. We talked about your favorite thing on the table, my favorite thing on the table. But if you can only have one thing, Thanksgiving dinner or watching football, mm. what would it be? That's next. Ooh.